JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. Had a bit of a whinge about um, being on a flight and a bloke in a moon boot was in the exit row. Mm. I said you should have to pass more rules to to go in the exit row. I think that's fair. I th- some said it was fair. Some said I was being a wanker. Either way, fair enough. Um, but I did notice something else when I was on this flight that I've forgotten oh. to bring up. And okay, all right. What well, I, here's the time. What I noticed on this flight, um, I, was, I was returning from Townsville going to Brisbane and um, on the flight... I noticed a man um, that sort of stood out to me. Um, you might do this, Jules, if you're going onto a plane. Mm. They make you walk through business class if you go through the front. Yeah, it sucks that they do that, right? Yeah. You've got to see how the other people live. Have you flown business class before? Never. I have did you? It. Yeah, I've done it. And if, Oh, tell me. <laughs> walk me through it. Let uh, me pretend I was there. So it was on a Virgin flight. And so yeah. <clears throat> a couple of days before the flight, you can actually make a bid to upgrade to business class. Uh, and I had a look and it was... Um, what was it? An extra 180 bucks for Jess and I to upgrade both our seats. So right. Went, Why not? Let's go for Did it. Did you get champagne? We got champagne. Oh, stop. We got a feed. But yes. the best part is you're sitting in these business class seats. There's Jess and I, and then there's people walking past us, and you're just <laughs> sitting there feeling like the biggest smuggler. The, the next time I had to catch a flight and I wasn't on business class, oh. I just hated it. Absolutely yep. hated it. I've tasted life on the other side. You've had the extra leg room. And so it always irks me walking through business class. And that's <laughs> what I was doing. I was walking through the business class section to get back to my standard crappy old seat, not even an exit <laughs> row, just a basic <laughs> bit of nothingness. A just a yeah, Just pathetic, hurting my knees. But um, I walked past and I noticed a gentleman in the business class area and he was wearing, it, it had something to do with motorsport racing. Okay. He had a, he had a nice polo shirt, uh, fancy slacks. He had RM Williams mm, boots on. Must be nice. He had a Rolex. Oh. Uh, he had the latest iPhone. He had the, uh, you could just tell. He's got cash. Yeah, he had the expensive Ray-Bans sitting on his head. No, I think it was even something more expensive. Something crazy. But yep. you just looked at this bloke. He had the jewelry. He had everything. He was bloody well off. Mm. And he was something to do with motorsport. I'm not sure who he was. I had yes. a feeling he was one of the bosses in the supercars. And But someone you want to hate, basically. Someone, yeah, no he's sitting in business class yeah. looking amazing, loving his life. His hair looked It looked like he'd had <laughs> plugs in because he's... <laughs> He had the he had the Apple AirPods. No cords for this bloke. No, no. he's way too fancy. He's a gentleman that sits in business class. <laughs> and so I'm thinking. And so I'm probably overanalyzing this guy, but hmm. I at the point the jealousy is just was, really radiating off you. Well, I just got curious as to what he was doing on his phone. Oh, you had to ask, didn't you? No, I didn't ask. I just. Oh. Had a little look over my shoulder. A little peek. He was looking down at his phone and I went, I wonder what he's doing. He's probably yes. sending an important email. Not looking at stocks. He's probably checking, yeah, checking his stocks. <laughs> going, How's Wall Street going? Oh, should I buy another five or six mm. investment properties? Ooh, mm, penny ugh. cash. Uh, he was playing Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> he probably cheats, though. He probably pays his way through. <laughs> exactly right. But I couldn't believe that there is someone who is obviously this successful, still playing Candy Crush, and the loser was only up to level 112. <laughs> Popcorn, Chop Top, and Ticket Stubs. Where are you? It's at the movies with Wazza on Triple M. There's something else going on here. It is the September school holidays, and this is the time that... We can't speak to anyone more important <laughs> than was at the movies, was your teacher, so you understand the importance of school holidays and what movies can bring to the table for parents. I do, JB. Good morning, JB and Jules. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. <laughs> Always look forward to this time of the year. Oh, do you now? 
<laughs> always, always. Uh, okay, yeah. okay. Well, it is September school holidays. You've got kids of your own. So can you just mm. tell us, both people without without bubs or anything, yep. how difficult is it to keep the kids distracted for two weeks? Uh, look, it's it's very difficult, especially if you want them to keep doing stuff and not just sit on their technology <laughs> all the time. So it's always, yeah, you're, you're an event planner. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. Well, Reading <laughs> Cinemas will help you out. Still showing uh, Shang-Chi. Uh, you've said that's amazing. And the Pixar Festival, that's a good one for the kids. That's right, yeah. The Pixar Festival is happening now. Just check in with Reading um, to see exactly what uh, films are on at what time to catch your favourite Pixar film. But there's Bugs Life, Cars, Inside Out, Ratatouille, Wally, like you name it, they're, they're showing it. Was have you seen all of them so far? I've seen every Pixar film, yeah. How about you, Jules? <laughs> no, I haven't seen all of them. Um, have you seen uh, A Bug's Life, Jules? I have seen Bug's Life a long time ago. Have you yeah. seen Wally? No. Oh, uh, you'd cry, I think. Would I? Check it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. A little robot, little dump robot. Gets up to all sorts of stuff. <laughs> now, mate, new stuff coming this Thursday. Time is up and Joe Bell. Tell us about him. That's right, yeah. Bella Thorne stars in the romance drama Time Is Up. It's about a girl who's involved in an accident, it's a pretty horrific accident, and it leaves her thinking that she's in love with the wrong guy. So she's woken up oh. and the guy that she was with is there by her side, but she's sure that she was with the guy that she was, what she thinks, the night before in her mind. Oh, so, man, you'd be furious if you're yeah. the dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, fair dinkum, I had to put up with this stress of everything. Now you're back and you're over me. So this That's sounds like right. a good uh, date night film if uh, maybe you'd like to take someone special out. Certainly would be, yeah. I think it would be a perfect date film. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon it'd start planting seeds of doubt. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about Joe Absolutely. Bell? Is this one uh, a relative of yours, JB? Nah. Might <laughs> no. be. It's starring Mark Wahlberg, so I don't know. I think he's too good-looking to be related to me. <laughs> What's Joe Bell about? Well, Joe Bell, I don't know whether you actually heard the story. This is based on a real-life um, event. Uh, Joe Bell is the story of a grieving father who pays tribute to his gay teenage son, Jaden, by setting out to walk across America to speak about you know, the hurt and loss that he's feeling um, and to talk to anyone who will listen about the terrifying cost of bullying. But the thing is... I don't know whether it's a spoiler to say that uh, he actually got knocked by a truck when he was doing his walk across America, and it all ended quite badly back in 2013. So if you know anything about the the actual real-life events, then maybe that's a a bit of a spoiler for the movie, or the movie may have a Hollywood ending. Who knows? Yeah, maybe it's a tribute, or they've changed things Mm. up from the original story. Good on you, Was. Plenty happening at Reading's to check out for the kids and for the big kids too. All right, guys, see you at the movies. They're different, but they're ours. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. JB, when you were young and foolish, did you ever make a prank call? Uh, yeah, I made a prank call. Yes, I have made prank calls. Mm-hmm. It was successful. Fun. Yeah, to friends and um, to the local fish and chip shop. Sometimes, mm. yeah. But the local fish and chip shop where I grew up, there was jerks that owned it for a while. Right. And um, yeah, they accused me of stealing one time. Actually, completely and utterly false. Oh. They lifted my shirt and everything. Hadn't oh, touched God. a thing. And so we prank called the hell out of them. Oh they dear it. lord, what a crime! Yeah. Well, um, Queensland Police—they've interestingly released some exclusive audio of the calls that they receive on their triple O emergency line, and I genuinely thought that some of them were prank calls. Some people seriously called up Triple O with some concerns that were not an emergency. Yeah. So you're going to laugh when you hear this audio, which we've got. Then you're going to get really mad that it wastes our resources. Take a listen. Your police emergency, where do you require the police? I'm at Sunshine Beach, at, um, just down from Noosa. I need a flake 
Minimum chips and... Police emergency, what's the address of your emergency? Please call. We're down at Kingston Station and there's someone playing music on the train. Well, that's not an emergency for police to attend to. Okay. I suggest you just move car carriages. Police emergency, what address do you require the police? Uh, it's not an emergency. It's um, my neighbour playing music and singing at the top of their lungs while I'm trying to sleep. All right, I'll give you the phone number for police link. That's for routine matters. It's 131. Um, I don't have any credit. Wow. Mm. Are these people for real? So the first one, did they say, did they try they to order a flake? They wanted to order a flake and some chips. The second person didn't like the music someone was playing on a train. And the third one uh, wanted to call in a noise complaint, but they didn't have any credit, so they called triple zero instead. Do these people get in trouble? Like if no, you... this is the problem. And it turns out over the past year, the police have uh, put together this statistics to see how many calls were actually genuine emergency life-threatening calls. And only about 14% of the calls that they receive are genuine. 14%. The rest are wasted with matters like this. Wow. There's also people calling to make takeaway orders, uh, people wanting a recipe, someone stolen a garden gnome, someone hasn't passed wind in 24 hours. And they called the hospital because they haven't farted in 24 they hours. They called triple zero because they didn't know what to do. Now, so, first of all, I'd be worried. But go to the go to the doctor. You'll be right. But um, oh, it's infuriating, isn't it? And if, when you're working there, you can hear the people on the calls going, we have lives to save. There are generally genuine people that are in uh, life and death positions, and there's an idiot on the train that's annoyed that someone's playing music. That's right, and that's why they've sparked a new campaign. It's called Pause, Think, Search, Police Link. You might see the TV ads roll out soon, but essentially it's directing people to call the 131 number Mm -hmm. instead of wasting numbers and time of people sitting on the other end of the phone calling triple zero. So I I guess as funny as we're laughing at these, these particular calls are and these requests are, don't do it. Yeah. Just look up Police Link. It's simple. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? It happened. I got my first Pfizer vaccine. Yay. Mm. That's awesome. First jab, how are you feeling so far? Yeah, fine. Yeah? There's nothing, yeah, nothing to it. They, they've actually got it really well figured out. Yep. They, the whole system in there, it blew my mind. It was... Um, it was like a, a well-oiled machine. It reminded me of when you go to the races, mm-hmm. the men's toilets. Everyone <laughs> just knows their job. One goes in, one goes out. This person goes, and it was just churning along. Like it's efficient. A, it's a well-oiled machine. This is the Bundy TAFE, yeah? Yeah, Bundy yep. TAFE. So um, for those that haven't done it, when you go there, there's two lines. So you can actually just rock up and go there. So you'll go on the left-hand side as you go up the steps and in the door. And um, that's so they can get all your details, name, and all that stuff. But if you have gone online and booked in an appointment. Mm-hmm. You go in the right-hand queue and they filter you straight through that way. Nice. Um, then they've got queues and it, and it also reminds me of swimming when they have the Marshall tent. Yeah, you, you sit, sit in your time, Sit in your chair and yep. then they go, all right, everyone, step forward to the next seats. And mm. then they filter you through. And then you go into the room and then it's like musical chairs. You're getting pumped <laughs> through. You go into the room and that's where they do the jab and it's all that quick and easy that – you're pretty much in and out before you can even blink, and, mm. you, and you're sitting there waiting your 15 minutes ready to roll out. So, did you have a choice of which vaccine you could have? No, I wasn't asked. They just said um, you'll be getting the Pfizer vaccine today. And that's, you look young today. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't, thank you. I moisturised this morning, but yeah, I got the Pfizer jab. Did you get the Pfizer jab? Yeah, I did. Now yep. I've heard some people get really sick after the first or after the second. You didn't really. You didn't have the anything? second. You're supposed to have more of a reaction for the Pfizer and AstraZeneca. It's the reverse. Okay, so. 
I feel this is my first one, so it's supposed to be lesser, but my arm's a little bit sore. But... I think that'll peak tomorrow. It'll get a bit oh, worse really? before it gets better. Ah, crap. But, Sorry. Um, no, it's honestly fine. So if you've been thinking about how you can do it and you're not sure about the websites and stuff, you can just go to the TAFE and mm. um, they'll filter you through. It's all really clear. There's signage. Absolutely. There's even signage where to park at the TAFE. So you just yeah. rock up and do it. It's so good. Did they have a playlist curated like they did with my jab? <laughs> it wasn't set, set up, but funny enough, I was, when I was in there, it was ABBA. The classics. They're bringing out some new music. <laughs> yeah, there was ABBA and also Michael Jackson's Billie Jean. Oh, yeah? Okay. So they weren't really, I don't think. Just the classics, what they want to hear. Gimme, gimme, gimme the jab. Maybe that was, maybe it was edited. I don't know. <laughs> Billy Jab. I don't know. But it was, um, it was all a nice, easy experience. So I do urge you to go and do it if you have been thinking about it and you're worried about how much of a pain in the backside it is. It's not too bad. Plus, I was entertained. Okay. So entertained because while I was waiting my 15 minutes after the jab, they give you a little sticker that says your time on it when you can leave. And um, this bloke walks in, thongs, footy shorts, bald head goatee. Yeah. If you're listening, mate, you're an absolute legend. He walks in, he goes, all right, how are we all feeling? All right, what about you? You have all had your jab? <laughs> He's emceeing the any, event. Any of you's got an extra head yet? Any of you's got the 5G in you? You feeling all right? No, we're not dead. We're all good. <laughs> And he sat down. Oh, we got to have fun with it, don't we? <laughs> Shout out to that guy. And hopefully he's there next time. He should be because yeah. it's three weeks to the day. You'll so see him again. Oh, I hope to God I see that man again because he made the jab experience absolute. I would have paid money for it. They're different, but they're ours. <laughs> JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. It's the most exciting moment in a family's life when maybe two become three, when there's a baby on the way. But the most stressful time is getting to the hospital, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I imagine so. Yes. Apparently, I went from when when I was getting born. My parents lived twenty five minutes out of town. Mm. I was born from the moment Mum's water broke forty five minutes later. <gasps> wow! Yeah. My brother was born in an hour and a half. I was born in forty five. And Mum was told by the doctor, "Don't have another. We'll slip out. <laughs> we'll be in trouble." But we're talking about uh, babies and speeding through uh, in the in the car to get to the hospital because a Queensland dad by the name of Glenn Mansfield he was speeding through Gympie and he copped a fine of doing eighty four in a sixty zone. And so what, he was on on his way to the hospital for, yep. his, for his partner to give birth? Yes, he was driving. The partner was in the passenger seat and they were about to have baby number four. What, now, and, a, and a cop pulled him over for speeding and handed him a ticket? Well, they were caught by one of those fixed cameras. Oh, so okay. later in the mail, as you're all getting all the baby presents, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. oh, what's this, a nice little check? Oh, no, this is a $100 fine. Now, it turns out the baby three was delivered three hours within going into labour, so they sort of thought, okay, baby number four, when it's got, when the contractions get shorter and shorter, it's really go time. Yeah. And so he's sort of, his face caught in Gimpy and he was told that he should have called an ambulance. But I want to get your thoughts on this, JB. Do you think he was allowed to get a speeding, he should get out of a speeding fine if he's rushing to the hospital for his baby? Well, yes. Yes. If really? He's, if he's driving safely... I mean, um, the, obviously, when there's urgent situations, mm-hmm. um, if you're driving like an idiot, driving erratically, then you're irresponsible and you're putting not only your partner, but also your unborn baby in danger. I think it'd be a very rare case that a father-to-be would do that. Um, so to me, I think 
most times it would be benefit of the doubt. If there's um, da- if it's classed as dangerous driving, and you yeah. can see and you can prove that. I think throw the absolute book at them. But if they're going over the speed limit and they're doing all the right things, and you can tell they're just trying to get to the hospital as quick yeah. as possible, I think let them go. It's a well, bloody hell. It's <laughs> our baby's coming. I think I think if I'm going to the hospital. They can get stuffed. They can shove the fine right where the sun don't shine because I want to get my wife and my unborn baby safely. So find me all your bloody like. I'll be getting there as quick as possible. But are you potentially endangering other people on the roads? Because Queensland Police, they do rule that uh, fines will be waived acting under circumstances that support a sudden or an extraordinary emergency. It's predicted, right? He knows that it's going to happen sometime soon, but they've a- he actually claims that it wasn't an emergency. But why was he speeding? That's what I'm thinking. So clearly he's had, um, I don't know, he, he hasn't really had that sort of window of doubt going, oh, shit, we need to get there in an hour. Yeah. He's had three hours time to think about it. So I don't know if it's really fair. Plus, he also had seven traffic offences in previous years, five of which were speeding. So if he's using that as an excuse to get out of it, in previous years, he's clocked up more speeding fines. Yeah. And he's had other kids. Baby number four has been delivered. I don't think that's fair. I don't think he's he's allowed to get away with it. In this circumstance, I agree with you because it's so annoying, right? Because I would love to have a blanket rule where we go, if someone's driving to the hospital, everyone will do the right thing because they're taking a partner, a loved one to the hospital to have a baby. They will do the right thing. They're only speeding because it's urgent. But then you get wankers like this guy Mm -hmm. who seems to be um, a speedster who likes to go over the speed limit, and he seems to have used the fact that they're going to the hospital to drive whatever speed he likes instead of driving quickly to to ensure the safety of his wife and unborn baby. So, or he could have just called an ambulance. Well, in in saying that, you you've got you've got a birth that's happening, all that sort of stuff. What happens if ambulance like if they they're get, running late? Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're gonna have to take off. It's tricky <sighs> in this circumstance, idiot. And people like this, I think, make it harder for everyone else to try and do the right thing and get their loved one to the hospital safely. JB and Jules Bundaberg in print, taking you back over 100 years of Bundy news. It is so cool that this book exists. Real news stories that have happened in Bundaberg, collated by one poor sucker who had to put this book together. Mm, it's um, so this book. It's not only got real news stories from over the years. It's also got real ads that were in the newspaper <laughs> yes. over the years. How's this ad? It's got a picture of a man with his hands on his hips looking the other way from a uh, uh, from a bushfire. It says, would you stand by while a bushfire raged? No. Then below it says, get busy and drive the Germans back. The Germans? Yeah, it must oh, have been wow. during the wars. Yeah, it's uh, pretty intense to see some of the ads mm. over the years. There's it's quite the time capsule, isn't it? But it we, is. uh, we take it in turns every single week. We bring a different story and it's the other person's job to figure out from the news headline, what the story might be. Yeah, so I'm going to share the headline, play along in the car if you're listening, and try and guess what the story is. Also, try and have a guess of what year this might have been from, because it's 110 years. It could be from anywhere. Let's have a listen to the headline. It reads, Freak Pineapple. (laughs) What do you think the story is? Well, I know the other day we were talking about uh, Halloween with the pumpkins yeah. and how the new thing is pineapples and yeah. they're spooky pines. And I reckon that's not a new idea. I reckon 100 years ago this happened. And the pineapples were freaks. They uh, they were growing a monstrosity sizes. Yeah. And they were throughout October, at the end of October, when it was getting a little bit warmer, outside people's doorsteps. Okay. Yep. So there's giant 
pineapples Giant people pineapples. were turning into jack-o'-lantern yes. pineapples. But then there was one person in Munberg oh, okay. that decided that uh, it wasn't very good and it was actually getting pretty disgusting and rotting oh, outside because no. yep. the season, it just wasn't good for leaving it outside. Yeah, okay. So then they went back to the uh, pumpkins. Okay, uh, that's not the real story. Oh, Shocking. What a shame. Shocking. Uh, what year do you think it's from, by the way? Well, 100 years ago, so 1921. Oh, well, not far off the money. Well, oh, really? the real story is um, a freak pineapple was found. Get this. There is on view in one of the shop windows of the Lewis Brothers Marble Cafe, for anyone that remembers that, a freak pineapple grown by Mr. Geo Byers of Bullyard. <laughs> it comprises seven pineapples, which have grown together <laughs> and weighs a grand total of 35 pounds, so about Whoa. 15 kilos. Whoa! How um, many pineapples together? Six, seven. Seven Jeez. pineapples have all morphed into one big freak Because they pineapple. all were together. Yeah, they've all just blended together. Unbelievable. Is there, there photos? Um, no, there's no photo. Oh. Not, not too many pictures in the... Uh, in this year, which was, you said 1921. Yeah. 1917. So close. Pretty damn close. Another Bundaberg in print back next week. If you've seen any freak pineapples, definitely let us know. That's it for now. Catch JV and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. on Triple M Bundy. Or subscribe here to get all the best bits.